Welcome to another edition of our podcast, Regulation Matters, A Clear Conversation. I'm your host, Lyle Dempsey. I'm a senior investigator with the North Carolina Dental Board, and I'm on the CLEAR Board of Directors, as well as the current chair of the National Certified Investigator Training Committee, or NCIT, and vice chair of the Annual Conference Program Committee with CLEAR. As many of you may know, the Council on Licensure, Enforcement, and Regulation, or CLEAR, is an association of individuals, agencies, and organizations that comprise the international community of professional and occupational regulation. Our podcast is a chance for you to hear the latest and greatest in our community. Today, I'm joined by Griffin Pritchard, Public Information Specialist with the Alabama Board of Licensure for Professional Engineers Land Surveyors. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. This is a great opportunity to show what we're doing down here and possibly give some other agencies some things to think about going forward. Well, absolutely. Well, thank you for, for joining me. Now, today's topic is finding opportunities to tell your agency story in a new way to your audience. Uh, there are obviously a lot of different elements involved, but maybe we can start with the question, you know, why is it important for a regulatory board to have a marketing plan? Basically, it's how you want to present yourself to your audience. You got to think that you're not just presenting yourself to your profession or to your industry. You got to think how you want to present yourself to the man on the street and move beyond being having the stigma of being just another state agency or just another uh, uh, regulatory board. Now, obviously, things like you know rule changes or law changes or things that you have to communicate obviously to the public and to your licensees, but I guess. What ultimately, I guess, what kind of things should you try to be communicating in this type of marketing plan? Well, you have to think about your message. And that's, in, in, in my board, one of the things is we have to think about our mission statement. Our mission is to protect the public health, safety, and welfare. And it's great if you do that and tell it to your licensees, but how do you convey that message to an, an audience, to a guy on the street? that when you tell them who you work for that has no idea you even exist, your agency even exists, how do you – you have to figure out the easiest way to convey the message of fulfilling what you do, the benefit of having your agency around. Well, that, that brings up, I guess, a couple of, of, of points there or at least audiences. You've obviously got your, your, your licensee, but then also the public that the board is trying to protect. Uh, how, I guess, should the message that you're trying to get out change according to which audience you're trying to speak to? You need to have a base presentation, which is basically just a who you are, where we came from, how we got to where we are. And then on top of that, you need to have your your presentation, which is your specific industry profession specific, which is very technical. But then beyond that, you could have a presentation talking about your investigation process. We do one on ethics. Matter of fact, we just did an ethics webinar last week. But then you also need to have an elevator pitch for your general public. Quick, short, 20 minutes that you can convey at least three points about what your agency does to an audience that's never heard of you. Then on top of that, you need to have a message that you can give to the next generation, to your college students looking to move into the industry. For a lot of boards, you know, when they think of, of straight-up marketing, um, they, they often think about, you know, a, either a printed material or an email piece that they do. I know for our, our, 
our board, we do a newsletter that's primarily, you know, directed towards the licensees. But I guess kind of thinking outside the box, what other marketing opportunities should boards consider? Well, what you're talking about, everything there that you've mentioned is a marketing piece. Before we got into um, purchasing uh, swag and purchasing uh, advertising, our biggest marketing was our newsletter. And it became an, an issue of we went from a – we still have our digital newsletter, which we produce to our, you know, nearly 20,000 licensees to printing, you know, 150 to 200 of that issue to take with us wherever we go. And we also changed the newsletter to an extent to where it features something that grabs everyone's attention, where if you just look at it, there's something in there that you're going to read regardless of if you know what we do or not. There's going to be some kind of story in there that is that's eye catching. Gotcha. Now, and I want to come back to another area in just a moment. But you mentioned swag. Um, you know, right. I'm familiar with swag. We don't do anything with swag, but I guess is that. I guess how are you utilizing that as another way to get the message out, or or I guess rebrand your agency or, or regulatory body um, through the use of. of branded merchandise or, or, as we call in the industry, swag. Okay. So first of all, swag stands for, and I love this definition, stuff we all get. That's the professional definition of swag. Everybody has been to shows and events where people are giving things away. But what I do is I look at that and I try to find something better. Everything we give away has a dual purpose mostly, but it's branded with either our logo or our website. So we're driving people to our webpage or to our social media through what we have. We have these things called mop topper pins, and they're literally bright orange pins with a round head with a face on it and fuzzy hair on top. It sounds simplistic and childlike, but that's one of the things that we have that we can't keep enough of. We also have, like, cell phone wallets. We deal with a lot of county engineers and a lot of county boards. Well, they're using us as a way to keep up with, like, their gas cards or their business card holder. So it's, it's, right. it's spreading the name and it's building name recognition. Do you see um, a an increased tick in complaints by increasing your presence in the community that way? It's hard to tell because complaints are vary from year to year. What we are able to do is make people feel more confident in filing a complaint. Make the general public feel more confident in filing a complaint. Because that's, you know, that's one area of focus that anyone, according to our law, can file a complaint. You just don't have to be in the profession. Right, and removing any barriers to, to be able to do that. Right. And, and, and to that end, a lot of the things I go to, I make sure I have an investigator with me. So that way you see who you're dealing with. And you can have a conversation yeah. with our investigator. Well, that's very helpful. I guess... 
getting back towards the, the line of marketing, um, what about communicating via social media? I mean, is that something that you guys do? Do you what kind it, of it advice is. do you it offer is. to other boards? Well, we've grown from fifty three in terms of Facebook. We've grown from fifty three to nearly five hundred, and it allows us to basically show what we do kind of almost on a day-to-day basis. We don't update day-to-day, but we update on a regular enough basis that it's in feeds that people see what's going on. And it's simple stuff. It's it's stuff like, hey, we have this webinar coming up, or hey, Griffin is traveling here, or Bob and Bruce, our two investigators, are speaking at the State Fire College today. It gives a personality to what we do. And it's not just it's not just, you know, this entity in Montgomery, which is where we're located. It's not just that we're this entity that exists, we're this entity with a personality that is actually looking to help and to be of service to our community. Now, for boards that maybe don't have a marketing department or maybe they don't have a, a dedicated staff person to kind of handle this kind of stuff, What's the best way for them to implement some of these strategies that we've talked about with a small staff or a small budget? The easiest thing to do is look at if you're traveling, if you're traveling to to do shows or to do uh, continuing education type events where you're going to be an exhibitor or a presenter, think about your message and don't give the same presentation over and over again. Look for different opportunities to reach out to your audience, to to your community to help fulfill your mission statement. Uh, change your newsletter. Um, if you're writing a newsletter and you're publishing a newsletter, one big newsletter twice a year, reduce the size and publish it four times a year. Change your information pieces. Uh, right now, one of the big things is getting away from trifold brochures and going into almost postcards putting the information on, on a flippable piece of paper. But just there's things that you can do. And also, too, if you know of, of an agency that has a marketing person, reach out to them and, you know, sit down and talk to them and, 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 and say, pick their brain. That's what I've done. I mean, this has been on-the-job training for me. And plus, I have a really, really good board that, that has let me, given me leeway to try things. That's great. I know many years back, um, I guess it was probably the nursing board, the medical board, or, or dental board, and pharmacy board, we did put together some um, kind of, uh, I won't call them brochures, but more like a postcard type thing, kind of about what those different agencies did and, and how to, to contact, um, you know, their contact information on those things. So we should, that's a great idea is to collaborate with another agency um, where you can maybe share the costs on some of those things. Yeah, uh, you know, we're working with the with the architects board, and we're developing a code officials handbook for for building inspectors down down in the state of Alabama. And there's a lot of times when I will go somewhere, the architects board will give me a box of their brochures to put on my table, just because engineering and architecture sometimes are very similar. Well, let me ask you one final question. I guess if there was a a take-home message that you'd like our, our listeners to hear um, um, with regard to this type of marketing. I guess what what would you what would you say? 
the easiest thing to do is to think of if you were coming into the industry from the general public, what would you want to know about your agency? What would, how would you like to see your agency presented? Think of it as if you are marketing a business. And that's what we've done. And that, and that's been successful. We've approached our agency, the Lord, the Board of Engineers and Land Surveyors, as a business and not as a state agency. And that's helped greatly. Well, great. Well, thank you, Griffin, for your time and, and being part of this clear podcast. You know, I really enjoy getting to speak with other professionals about regulation and its impact on our communities and how to reach those uh, in our community. So this January, CLEAR is hosting its Winter Symposium in Charleston, South Carolina, and the theme is Managing Public Perception in and of Regulation. And they're gonna, this workshop's gonna include a presentation by a marketing professional familiar with regulatory organizations, as well as real life examples from regulators in the United States, Canada, and Ireland. Uh, you can find out more information about this and registration for this uh, Winter Symposium on the CLEAR website. Now, once again, thank you, Griffin, for speaking with us today, and a big shout-out to our listeners. Thank you for being a part of the conversation. We'll be back with another episode of Regulation Matters, a clear conversation very soon. Please subscribe to our podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or TuneIn. We're available in a lot of different areas. So if you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please leave a rating in the comment app. Um, your reviews help us improve our ranking and make it easier for new listeners to find us. Feel free to visit us at our website, www.clearhq.org, for additional resources that calendar upcoming training programs and events, and, of course, that winter symposium I mentioned just a moment ago. Finally, thanks to our CLEAR staff, specifically Stephanie Thompson, our content coordinator and editor for our program, and I appreciate all the work she puts into this. Once again, I'm Lyon Dempsey, and I hope to be speaking to you again soon.